Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Thank you for joining me, Pastor Clark here. Good to be here today. We're talking about something so important. Are you in the pursuit of happiness or holiness? Happiness or holiness? Oh, it's fun to be an unpopular preacher, isn't it? It's fun to be one that uh, doesn't get too many likes or subscribes on YouTube, doesn't get too many uh, f- uh, fan mail letters. And I wonder why. And I saw an old-time Bible preacher one time say on TV that he wondered the same thing. And then he said, oh, I preach on sin. That's why. Hey, that's the end from the beginning here. I'm giving you the end of the message from the beginning. You preach on sin, people won't like you. You talk about holiness over happiness, they may not love it. But you, friend, are listening today, and I thank you for that. And God bless you, because maybe this principle reigns true. Maybe there's something you're doing in your life that's standing up for the Lord, for the causes of Christ, and it's not popular. Maybe nobody is thanking you or wanting you to write a book about what you're doing or teach a class or anything, because you are standing for God's principles. And in a world that is in pursuit of happiness, it can be very hard to be in pursuit of holiness. You know, many people today, many Christians today, think life is about them. You know, they think they're blessed when they're rich. They're loved by God when they're comfortable. They are happy when focused on themselves and not their neighbor. This type of quote-unquote Christianity is antichrist. We are called to be holy, and that means set apart which in turn means we're more concerned with being set apart than being happy in this dark world. Let me ask you this question. Am I set apart when I partake in the things of this world? Am I set apart when I sin and think nothing of it? Am I set apart when I neglect to witness to those the Lord has put in my path? You know, holiness has an absolute correlation uh, with denying ourselves. Amen. Jesus Christ was holy. Did he not deny himself? over and over again, uh, for God the Father, in obedience to God to do the Lord's will, to give us this example. How about 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, 15 through 19? But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Wow, there's a lot here in First Peter. Let's start out with the idea that, but as he which hath called you is holy. Well, who's that? That's Christ. We're called by Christ. We're saved by Christ. Is Christ holy? Yes. What does it mean to be Christ-like? Did Christ say, oh, I'm so blessed because I'm rich and comfortable? Did Christ say, I'm all about me. Don't worry about these other people. 
Did he do those things in his actions? Of course not. So Christianity has been watered down and perverted into some kind of self-help or leadership lesson when in fact it's all about self-denial. And as uh, John, the book of John says, we must decrease, I must decrease, but he must increase. The idea of our emptying of ourselves and filling ourselves with the Holy Spirit, the idea that we cannot do anything good, but God can do good through us, through the working of the Holy Spirit once we've been saved, amen. But it all starts with this idea of being holy as like the one that we were called by, which is Christ. That's how we're holy. And, and there's this word here, uh, conversation. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. You know, that word conversation, as I understand it, could also mean behavior in all manner, in all manner of behavior. Uh, so how do we behave? Amen. Not how we speak or how we dress or what clubs we belong to or, or where we went to school or what our job title is, but how do we behave as Christians? You know, that's that really cuts to the right to the heart of the matter. We are to behave in a holy way, and that can be difficult in a broken world. Uh, let me give you an example. Let's say there's a theme park, and that theme park endorses all kinds of wickedness. They produce wicked movies. Uh, they promote homosexuality, which is an abomination to God. Uh, they promote um, all kinds of uh, evil agendas of uh, relativism and and uh, all about yourself, and I can do it, and I don't need anyone else, and I created myself, and they promote all these bad values. Now, as a holy Christian, again, not a legalistic one, we're, we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, but as a holy Christian, are we to go and buy a ticket to that theme park? Are we get, Are we to go and uh, talk about that theme park all the time and uh, get a brochure and put it on our wall and spend money at the things that that business owns? Are we supposed to do that? Are we supposed to tell our friends about how great it is and, uh, and, and, and make that a dream of ours? Now, that might be a simple example, but that deals with behavior and our actions speak louder than words. And when we live uh, unholy or worldly. The other word I, that comes to mind would be carnal, right? And you think of the modern church today, it's very carnal. It's kind of emulating in a weird way the world, whether it's through modern uh, music or modern uh, uh, the, the preaching style or the dress or whatever it is, um, the different classes, even the media ministry stuff. A lot of it is emulating the world, right? And so what we want to do is say, Look, we are holy. We're going to be set apart. Now, not so set apart that no one can see our light on the hill, not so set apart that we're not a witness, but we are behaving in a way that's different from the world. We should be, as the Bible says, a peculiar people. We should behave lovingly, uh, abundantly charitable, um, and, and, and classy. We shouldn't be obnoxious, amen. We should be good representatives of the gospel, amen. Uh, and at the same time, we should not behave like the world behaves. Be holy from the Old Testament. That's God speaking to Moses to tell the people, his chosen people, that'd be the saved if you think about it, to tell them to be holy. Leviticus 19.1-4. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. See, God's making connection. You're my people, and I'm holy, so you be holy. Pretty, pretty simple connection, right? Uh, you got a family, you say to the children, okay, this is the family. You see how we act and we expect you to act the same way. You're part of this family. God's saying the same thing. Uh, 
Verse three, ye shall fear every man his mother, his father, and keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Turn ye not unto idols, nor make to yourselves molten gods. I am the Lord your God. And so I know it's the Old Testament. I know we're not under the law. And at the same time, I know that my God doesn't change. I know that he's not a liar. I know that his entire word po- points to Jesus Christ and our need for Jesus Christ. And I know that the, the personality of God, uh, the characteristic of God uh, that I've learned throughout my studying of the scriptures is that he he is holy and that he cannot accept an unholy nature. In fact, it says it right here uh, later on in the verse here, our text verse, 1 Peter 1, 15 through 19, um, it says, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. How many people think they could be redeemed with silver and gold? In this world, if you have silver and gold, you can do almost anything. But in the world to come, you can't do anything because you can't buy your way into heaven. Uh, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So here we see this this, this comparison of in the world, you, you can win favor with money and all this stuff. Uh, but here, you know, among God, you must be justified by that blood of Christ. And the Bible term would be um, uh, substitutionary death. Jesus was perfect and he came and and he said, I'm gonna put on those sinful shoes. I'm gonna wear those sinful garments. I'm gonna drink of that sinful cup of all mankind because we are all sinners. We all fall short. And that's what the law teaches us, that we all fall short. And Christ died for our sins. And so that when we accept Christ as savior, we are made new. And and the Lord, uh, when he looks at us, doesn't see our sinful nature anymore. He sees the blood of Christ, that sinless spotless lamb. Uh, the, the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Amen. And so we are to be holy because God expects us to be holy. And if that means being less happy or less comfortable or less worldly, that's what it means. Amen. It's not my opinion. This is the word of God and it's doubly so it's in the old Testament. And then here, Peter quotes it in the new Testament. And we see here, um, a very interesting point that Peter makes right before mentioning Christ. Uh, Peter makes this point here. Uh, for as much as you knew that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. Um, uh, let's see here. Oh, here we go. Verse 17. And if you call, if ye call on the father who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. But if ye call on the father. So as we call on the Father, as we turn to God, as we mention God's name, let's make sure we understand that he doesn't respect persons. He certainly doesn't respect silver and gold. He doesn't respect a modern, quote, progressive view of things. He respects Christ, his son, his beloved son that he gave. And he expects us to do the same. He expects us to reverence him with fear. We are to fear God. We understand in the Bible that fearing God is the beginning of all wisdom and knowledge. We understand uh, that, that, that we are nothing to God, that he doesn't need us, that it was his great love uh, that, that, that saved us by the finished work on the cross, and that it's nothing that we can do. Uh, and you get into foreknowledge and uh, uh, the idea that we are predestined and so forth, you understand that God f- from before time knew us, amen, before the world was formed. He knew us. Amen. He knows now how many hairs are on our head. He knows everything about us. He is almighty and all powerful and all sovereign. And we must fear him uh, with that reverent fear. But so many people don't want to do that today. Our goal as Christians is to live more like Jesus each day. That means holiness over happiness. And 
what's ironic about this is as we separate ourselves from the world, as we become, as James James 1.4 says, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. As we learn to want nothing, as we learn to no longer covet, this is the great, uh, just wonderful nature of God. As we do these things, we get a peace and joy that surpasses understanding. We are kept in perfect peace as our mind is stayed on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God gives us that joy that the world seeks, but he does it when we decide that we are going to live for him with our whole heart, our whole mind, our whole soul. We are going to love him. We're going to live for him. We're going to let that manifest itself out in being separate and not using bad language and not going around the sinful thing and not touching the unclean thing uh, and cleansing our hands as dirty sinners and then drawing nigh to him. I can go on and on with Bible verses that God tells us to be separate. As we do that, as we seek holiness, we will obtain happiness. But ask yourself today, are you more interested as a Christian in being holy or happy? Are you more interested in winning souls and making Father God happy and being wise, as the Bible says, or are you more interested in winning favor for yourself or growing uh, your name in school or business or whatever it is? Think about this because we are predispositioned in our sin nature to think of ourselves. And God's saying, get out of yourself, give it to me. You need to decrease. I need to increase and you will have great joy from that. And that's just a wonderful nugget of wisdom in the Bible. And uh, I just thank you so much for listening to this. And I encourage you to continue to hold fast to the faith and the old time way, amen, and to live for God as he's called us in his word. We don't need to add from his word. We certainly don't need to take away from his word. We need to strive continually to do as God calls us to do in his word, not because we're under the law, but because we are under grace and all the more so as Christ died for us and we're redeemed by Christ, we should mirror who he is and be mirrors of him in this life. What a great way to start the new year, to live for Christ, to be sold out to Christ and to consider and put holiness above happiness. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, God bless, and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.